On today's show, we will name three players each that the Mavericks should trade for. We talked all yesterday about the how the Mavericks probably won't make a trade, but here are three players each the Mavs could make a deal for, and it's pretty possible. And while the dunk contest is as the long taco, as DJ bueno. Khaled's not there. On today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavs don't believe you shouldn't be here and welcome you are locked on to the dallas mavericks my name is nick angstead media member and nba channel manager for the locked on podcast network thanks for making locked on maps your first listen every single day we are free and available on all platforms including youtube where you can subscribe to the show getting closer to ten thousand subscribers Thanks to everybody that comments every day, answers the questions. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. PrizePicks.com. Use that promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor, writer at Mavs.com, the trade tycoon. The one more thinking, what you got for me, Isaac Harris? Rising Stars rosters dropped today. One, shout out. You said everybody comments in the YouTube. Shout out to the guy who said, I literally disagree with everything that isaac harris says <laughs> so here it's you go my burner it's my this burner com- this comment is for you luca is good at basketball <laughs> you can't say that got anymore, him bro got him gotcha <laughs> um, got him. okay the uh rising stars <laughs> rosters were dropped and uh did luca make it <laughs> luca did not ben simmons Dang was a it. snub ben simmons and still, still there. <laughs> uh josh green didn't make it any initial oh. thoughts um <laughs> Today, today, you, today, you, today, Isaac texted me and said, "I got a seg, I got a podcast for tonight. Why Josh Green was snubbed for the, you know, why Josh Green should have made the Rising Stars." And I was like, "Oh, he's coming in hot with this. Like I thought you had some, I thought you had some kind of angle." And he was totally joking with me, and I totally took it. And <laughs> you, you literally wrote back and was like, "Ooh, you interesting segment." I was like, "I thought, oh, you, God, had an, I thought you had an angle." <laughs> I, I, I will it. say I will say this. I I do find it when I look at these rosters. I don't. I, I'm not going to get upset about them. Whatever. They're they're fun. It's it, however you feel about the game. I do think it's a huge advantage for the G League Ignite team. Holy crap! Yeah, man. that's cool. For that's them. a that's a plug for them. That's really cool. But I think it's really interesting to look back at like the sophomore class. I tweeted this out today. It's like, all right, it's your second year in. Of these twelve guys that made this roster, where did you get drafted? You just kind of look at the like the draft and stuff, and I'm like, yeah, okay. And you look at these guys, like how how many of these guys were, were drafted 15 on? Cole Anthony, Isaiah Stewart, Sadiq Bay, Precious, Maxi, Jay McDaniel's, Bain, Jayshon Tate was a was an undrafted guy a year before that. Like that's most of the roster. There's only three guys on the team, so nine out of twelve players, actually eight out of twelve players, because then you have Halliburton, Okoro, you know, Ball, and Edwards. Oh yeah. Eight out of twelve players were drafted fifteen on. They're in this right outside now, I get of the lottery. It. Outside of the lottery, and I get it. There's injuries that play into this, like some, you know, whatever. But still, I just think it's a, and it doesn't tell all, you know. But it's just interesting to look at it and be like, dang, it's kind of cool. Mavs have a pick this year. Could they get a? Could they get a player like I that? Know. I know. Yeah. I mean, it's possible to do do that kind of thing. All right, let's get into our topic today. We we'll do three players each. The Mavs should target 
in a trade because yesterday we talked all about how Mavs will probably stand pat with Dorian and Brunson and not make a huge move, but there are some moves the Mavs can make. So I'm gonna start with my first one. Can the Mavs find somebody, do the Mavs get desperate and say, all right, we loved him, we loved him Hardaway Jr., but can we get can we get somebody that can contribute right now and that we don't have to just sit around and wait for, all right, is he gonna be available for the playoffs or not? Can we find somebody like that? And I think they may be able to find somebody like that in Houston with, with Eric Gordon. Can you just do Eric Gordon for uh for Tim Hardaway Jr. straight up or with you know second or whatever you need on the Rockets side to get this done? It's really interesting because so obviously Eric Gordon is a big name, you know, in the in the trade market right now. Because I think everybody could use him and he would fit with everybody. Like Cleveland, he would be great in Cleveland. Like do the you know the Rubio sure, yeah. picks with him, all of that. You look at it just as fit in Dallas, and you say, what does Dallas need right now? Man, we need a scoring punch off the bench. Who's like a Tim Hardaway type, whether it's a point guard, a wing, whoever. Who can, who can get buckets? Yeah, and who can be a shooter? Who can play with Luka and stuff, too? Eric Gordon you know, would do that. I think he's shooting 42% from, from three this season. And he um, holds his own defensively. He's not like a lockdown yeah. defender, but he's he's stocky, and he'll hold his own. Yeah, so like you look at his contract. He makes 18.2 this year. Next year, 19.5. And then he has this non-guaranteed team option. It's actually a team option. Team option in 2023 for 20.9. So basically, you get one more year locked in that 19.5. Yeah. Um, I think if you're Houston, you're probably you're probably needing more if you're saying because you're basically adding three more years on top of that to swap. You know, yeah. hard way for Eric Gordon. Good luck. Good luck to Houston to find somebody else that can take that money. Right? I mean, trading eighteen million is not as easy as it. I mean, maybe they do. They do it with the the Raptors for Dragic and then buy him out. You know, they do something like that. The Rubio um, deal sitting there for him. Rub- yeah. Something um, like I mean, the Joe Ingles contract is sitting there kind of for him. If Utah wanted to go that route, I mean, these guys are expiring contracts that you know you could get something back and get off that money for Eric Gordon next year, but. He can fit with anybody. And yes, if it's if you're offsetting the money that way, I'm more open to it towards it. But if there's a scenario to where you're saying, All right, we're gonna piece together Dwight, another guy, whatever, and now we're looking at Oof. Eric Gordon at nineteen, Tim Hardaway at nineteen, you know, Porzingis at thirty, like all these guys paying Pay Tim, paying like you know, that, pay that makes me very <laughs> very weary uh on that. But weary. he would Weary, there you go. Would you be weary? I guess I, it would make I you mean, weary. It really would make me weary, but uh <laughs> all right, give me one of your players. I've mentioned this guy before. He's not been talked about a lot in as far as trade rumors, uh, really not at all, because this team is still kind of in the playoff hunt. Uh the Clippers are eighth uh, right now in the West. And there's you know, you hear different things. Is Paul George coming back? Is he not? And him if and he Ka- him and Kawhi about coming back. Yeah, and it's like at what point do they just throw in the towel and say, This is our <coughs> Warriors type season. Let's take the year. Kawhi's already out. Paul George set this thing out. And let's just try to go to the bottom and sell off some of these pieces. The problem is they don't have any picks to go to, <laughs> to, go to the bottom four, but but to sell the pieces is is your point. Yeah, but could you sell some of the pieces? I mean, they have Reggie Jackson if you know Marcus Morris, somebody take that contract. But a guy on their on their team makes Super cheap money. He'd be a perfect fit in Dallas. Nick Batum. Love this guy. Ooh, I think he would be, be great. great in Dallas. He makes $3 million. He's 33. 
you start looking across. I mean, he's shooting 40, 42% from three this season. He started 27 games for him. He could start for Dallas. He could come off the bench for Dallas. He could pass. We saw that block he made against Slovenia in the, in the Olympics. Yeah. Man, that was, I, he that, he that gave Brunson, I will not forget that block very often. He gave Brunson you know, trouble in the playoffs with yeah. his length, you know, defending him. Um, super smart, a vet. He's he's the type of guy at the cheap contract. If they start to go, I mean, everybody would go after him, but I'm like, go get Nick Batum. I would love that. That would be a if they could walk out of the next like three or four weeks and add Nick Batum and Goran Dragic to this team. If they're not going to make Huge any other, like bigger yeah. trades, that would be a big win for me. Absolutely, yeah. That that would be a, a massive win. It's it's hard for me to see how or why the Clippers would do this, but he does have, you know, that player option for 3.3 million next year. Nick Batum does. Mm-hmm. Maybe he turns that down and tries to get more money somewhere else. And the Mavs come in and say, Hey, we'll, we'll take him. You know, if you can't just use him for this yeah. year or whatever, but um, uh, another player kind of like that for me is, is Kemba. Like if you, mm. if you're not going to get, if you're not, if the Dragic thing is not going to happen, just do the, t- the team, the team, the traded player exception for Kemba. Right, you're taking a flyer on him. It's it, you're not bringing him in to be the 30 minutes a game Kemba. You're you're coming in for him to be all right. You back up Brunson. You back up Luca. Can you come in and give us 20 minutes? Can you give us 15 minutes? Right? Can you give us 15 minutes in the playoffs? Um, yeah, that that's one I would would shoot for. That's another player that I, I have my eye on for sure. And and they have the connections, right? We've went over this. The you know Bill Duffy, you know the whole Boston thing that doesn't get talked Horford. about enough. How, you know, how close that, you know, that was to happening of Kimba being in Dallas and then the Horford thing. And he ended up going to Boston, you know, Kimba goes to Boston and all of that. The rest is history. But there's the, the connections there. The agent connections there. Yeah. The, the, the spot is there, too. Right. I mean, you, you laid it out. If they don't get Dragic, that he would fill that same type of role for Dallas of, hey, we don't need you to play 32 minutes a night. No. Can you give us 20 minutes? Can you come off the bench? Be a spark plug. Do what you've you know done in New York you know a handful of times and do that like, I mean heck yeah Kimball off the bench with Reggie Bullock and Maxi and like sign me up sign me up I knew, I knew do you have the that. number it's on the books for him for next year though I know he has it's one more like guarantee. yeah it's like nine million something like that I can grab it okay yeah so I'm down for that amount of money way to fill the time cool. there yeah nine point yeah. nine <laughs> I'm down. Cool. Really, really good stalling <laughs> vamping for me. He makes 8.7 this year, which fits into the traded player exception, which is 10.8 yep. for the Mavericks. And then uh, next year he makes 9.1. So you do you would have to still <coughs> keep him on the books for next year as well. But he's an expiring at that point. So then there's some options. You could the Mavs could be one of these teams where you can trade Kemba as an expiring for yep. you know the Eric Gordon type player that is out there. So there's there's some options with that. But yeah, I think Kemba is definitely one of my players. Coming up, I got a couple more. Now, I got two on the same team, and then I got a wild card sort of a, a player that I'm I'm just looking at. I'm saying if they want to just do some, if they want to do something big, do this. Talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. You pick two to five players and an over under on their projections, and you can win up to ten times the money that you put down. You can go ahead and do this for the NBA. You could do it for the Super Bowl. You can go and put uh, Prize Picks money down on. So many different things, so many different categories, and not just the stars, but the um, the bench players as well. Right now, the ones that they have available for the NFL for passing yards, 
Here's my boy, Joe Burrow. 265 passing yards in the Super Bowl. Mm. Whew. That one's a tough one. Stafford, 272 and a half passing yards in the Super Bowl. I'm going to go over for Burrow and under for Stafford. If I put down 20 bucks, I can win 45 on that one. If I hit the power play button, I put down 20 bucks, I can win 80 bucks. So go check it out. Prize picks. Use the promo code NBA and, uh, You'll get a fifty dollar. You get fifty dollars free if a player in your first Prize Picks entry scores a single point. So go check it out. Exclusive offer on PrizePicks.com. Promo code NBA. Also, it's complicated to try and figure out all these trades. It's complicated to try and figure out how it's going to work for the Mavericks to get one of these guys without giving up Dorian and Brunson. But you know what is not complicated? It's doing your taxes if you have TurboTax Live experts. You think unusual circumstances mean complicated taxes, but for TurboTax Live experts, that's what makes things interesting. We all have unique lives. We've invested in different things over this the last couple of years. We've done jobs outside of the norm. TurboTax experts, have uh, they can answer all your tax questions, walk you through the entire process, or do your taxes for you from start to finish. They help you get every deduction you deserve, no matter your unique situation. So go check it out. Go to TurboTax.com. You can go and check out their TurboTax Live experts, and they, they can go ahead and do your taxes from start to finish. Do your thing. They've got your taxes. Intuit TurboTax Live. All right, Isaac Harris. Let's get into a couple more players. Um, here's what here's one of here's one of mine. Do you have another one? You want to go first? No, no, you got it. Here's one of I, mine. I mean, I have two more. But. He doesn't fit in the traded player exception, which which stinks. This would be a perfect player for this. But Terrence Ross from the Orlando Magic. Like, the Orlando Magic have two guys that are just sitting there, and no one's talking about them, but they've got to be available, right? They've got to be on the, on the block. And Terrence Ross and Gary Harris. I think they would be great ads for the Mavericks. Gary Harris could come in, and he's a really good defensive player. He's been on good teams with the Nuggets. He's been in the playoffs before. He's, uh, he's shooting the ball well this year. Could he come in and replace what Tim brought and then also be an upgrade defensively for sure. He'd be a downgrade offensively, but a, def- a definite upgrade defensively and add to what the Mavericks are building right now. Terrence Ross, he's a guy that can fill it up, come off the bench, be that spark plug off the bench, and uh, and replace basically replace the scoring that Tim Hardaway Jr. left. Now, to get these guys, it's kind of hard. You can do Hardaway, Burke, Sterling Brown, and Moses for both. <laughs> Throw in a couple seconds. Oh. And then throw all those guys at them. And uh, you can get both that way. If they wanted to do the Tim Hardaway thing, Tim Hardaway signed for a couple more years. They want a vet on their team that's going to be be there. I think Gary Harris and Terrence Ross are both, um, they're, they're going to be expiring next year. So they're not signed long term. So if the Magic want a player that's going to be around for a little while, a little bit of a culture builder for them. Uh, actually, Gary Harris is an unrestricted free agent this offseason. And then uh, Terrence Ross has one more year on his contract. But what do you think about those two guys from the Magic? I like Gary Harris more than Ross, uh, mainly because of contract and a little bit better shooting. Ross, you know, on the books there for that 11.5 for next season. 11.5 is very tradable, though. I started looking through some of these deals, and I'm like, man, should they send Powell? Should they send Maxi? They just have those deals in that that range. Yeah, yeah, very tradable. I think when I look at Gary Harris, I look at it and say, all right, you're a $20 million expiring contract. If you can make the money work. And how Dallas is set up, it's not like they have a ton of like expirings either. So if they did trade for Gary Harris, that means they'd be opening up some cap space because they'd have to include a player who's on the books already for next season. 
And Gary Harris, I think I don't have this in front. I think he shoots like thirty-seven percent from three this <laughs> this year, maybe thirty-eight. He's, he's, sh- he's shooting a lot better this year than he has in the past. But Terrence Ross is at thirty-one. Um, thirty-seven for Gary Harris. I did look up Ross. Uh, you know, he shot like thirty-three percent from three last year, so he isn't the best three-point shooter. Gary Harris, I think I would prefer over the two. Yeah, because I think Gary Harris could play some minutes and stuff with with Luca and. But it'd be yeah. harder to get to that money number, you know, for for Harris. Yeah, you'd have you'd probably you'd most likely have to do uh, Tim Hardaway, right? <laughs> Unless you cobble yeah. together Dwight plus a couple other things, you know. That's that's just the way you get to that money. But uh, yeah, those are my two guys from the Magic. You have anybody else? Throwback to the Gary Harris Rodney Hood debate. <laughs> Did we both things. lose that one? <laughs> we used to do so back to the OG days of Lockdown Mouse. We used to do. Um, like in the off season, we'd rank when every, the Mavs were bad. <laughs> when the Mavs were bad, yes. Um, we would rank every position, the starters for every position. So we just do like one to thirty shooting guards and all of that, and that you know had some fun debates too. We had Gary Harris and, and Rodney Hood at very different spots on our list, and we, that was I was pro Gary Harris. You were pro Rodney Hood. That was when Harris was in Denver, and Rodney Hood was maybe Utah possibly but it's going somewhere yeah um okay this guy i've <laughs> i've tried to get on the mavs before mavs fans <laughs> you said i've tried to get him on the mavs before. I, seriously um <laughs> i've emailed cuban repeatedly about this guy mark we need this guy um <laughs> i've always on the been podcast <laughs> just for that <laughs> i've always been a fan of him um when i've mentioned this before mavs fans have been like no we don't need him <laughs> all this uh montrez harrell i love this guy no love- we don't need him <laughs> I love the energy he brings. I think Washington is in. Uh, gosh, I don't even know what the crap they do over the next week and a half. They could do anything. Uh, they're struggling, and he's on a nine million, basically nine point two million dollar expiring contract. So no money past this year. You look at he, he averages seven comes comes off the bench. He's been he's obviously been coming off the bench for a while. He's kind of having a, a resurgent year this year compared to his LA uh, year there. But scoring 14 points off the bench, shooting 65% from the field, seven boards. Like, if we're looking at, I I know he doesn't fit the, hey, who's a spark plug, like guard creator type of guy. But if you just want to expand the box to, we need offense off the bench. I think Montrez Harrell could give you offense and give you buckets off the bench. Now, how you want to look at it and say, does he fit with Maxi? All of that. I just think, I love Marquise Chris, but put him into that like Marquise Chris role off the bench, give him a little bit more minutes. We he would at least give us some a little bit of offense, some toughness, a little bit more rebounding. I know all the history and stuff with Luca and all that stuff, but I just the, yeah the history with Luca notwithstanding, Montrezl Harrell is is doing what Montrezl Harrell always does. Right, he is a regular season player that will that will eventually the novelty of him will will wear off right and the the usability but you're not trading for him to be a starter though give me 20 minutes a night the wizards aren't using him as a starter as a starter right now and it just eventually stops working it's if it's you're so reliant on hustle stuff if the hustle wanes at all it just it just becomes kind of unplayable and so it's just a weird it's just a he's he's a very and you can't use him in the playoffs really the clippers of the clippers like the clippers had that team and they went one year with montres Harrell and we're like no we're done get out of here we cannot rely on you he was six, right. like he was up there for six man of the year him and lou williams and right. they were just like 
we can't. Like, you just literally cannot play you in a playoff series. Trying I wonder how Kid feels about him that he coached him last year. Uh, it's probably it's just, not going to trade for him. <laughs> I, I know. I, I don't I, I don't know. I just he always not, liked him. Marcus Harrell did not have a really good year in, in he, he the Lakers either. But, but, he, but he's doing the he did the same thing he's doing now with the, the Wizards. Like, he I feel comes like on real strong year, though. Comes on real strong and you're feeling really good about him, and then all of a sudden it starts waning a little bit, and the effort goes, and you're like, okay, now what do we do? All right, whatever. Sorry. <laughs> Talk, speak, speaking of when the effort goes, my other guy for the traded player exception, Dennis Schroeder. I mean, take the risk, Mavs. Take the risk for Dennis Schroeder. If it's the last moment at the buzzer and you don't have anything and you have the TPE, last one out the bar. <laughs> like, like take it. Like take take throw a second. And say shooter come come. I think he's averaging like 14, 15 points off the bench for Boston. So I, I would do it. I mean, unless they're uh, personality stuff and all that. But my last wild card I'll throw out here quickly. I have one more too, but uh Porzingis for CJ McCollum. Oh, you, I, we're about to go to a break and you're just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> just do it. Just Coming do it. up after the break, just we're going to talk it. about Just do it. We'll talk about that. We'll break down that deal and Isaac's one more coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're absolutely delicious. And I do eat them. I got one right in front of me. The coconut brownie chunk. And it's got, it's got a chocolate smudge on it because I ate another Built Bar and I put this on top of the wrapper from the other Built Bar. If you guys uh, want to know proof that I actually eat these. Uh, they're great. They're delicious. Some people put them in the fridge. I I like to keep them out and like the chocolate to melt a little bit. Put them out in the Texas heat for just a little bit. It's 70 on uh, on Tuesday, and we're expecting snow on Wednesday, so I don't know what's going on in Texas. But you can eat Built Bars in either environment, a 70-degree day or a 20-degree day. Right now, they also have new flavors always coming out. White chocolate cookies and cream. Ooh, sign me White up. chocolate on the outside, cookies and cream. Look, looks to be a little more cookies than cream in the middle. Um, you can go check that bar out right now. Go check it out, built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your entire order. I, bu- I bought two boxes myself the other day, and I got 15% off the entire order using the promo code LOCKED15. So you can get that too. Go ahead, check it out, built.com. Promo code LOCKED15. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into... Okay, we got a couple more trades to talk about, and then maybe we'll get into our game at the end. Maybe. I think I think we may not. <laughs> Chris Porzingis for CJ McCollum. I've listened to Mike Richmond on the Locked On Blazers podcast, and if I hadn't listened to him, I wouldn't think that this deal would be possible. But he is so down on what CJ McCollum brings, and it seems like this is a team, the Blazers, that need to make some kind of move. They need to they need to blow it up because the team that they kind of built, the Dame, CJ, Robert Covington, Nurkic, like that that crew with uh, Powell. Norman Powell coming off the bench, Anthony Simons being young and interesting, Larry Nance now they brought in. They just cannot keep those guys on the floor. They just they cannot do that. And so now they've come to a point where like the fans are asking to tank. The team, the Damian Lillard's out. The team is just in shambles all like it, it's it's a team that needs to some kind of it needs a new direction, I think. It needs yeah. it needs to go glee and go full Mr. Schuster new directions. And CJ McCollum and Chris Alporzingis could be that new direction for both teams. And for the Mavericks, it's definitely a step backwards defensively. It takes away from some of the things that the Mavericks have been able to do this year. Because if you bring in CJ McCollum, that's a not a positive defender. And you're also taking away one of your few rim protectors on the team. I get that. But it's taking maybe a little step back defensively to go forward 
even more so than they had before offensively and consistency wise. You know, CJ McCollum's usually playing. He's not really injury prone. And so I think the Mavericks should should consider a deal like that if the Blazers would. It achieves what you what you're wanting to achieve from your angle there of if both teams wanted to go a different direction with how they're rolling their lineups because all of a sudden now you, you have a pick and pop like what they what they kind of wanted to do with throwback Myers Leonard in Portland <laughs> is to have you know have this big that I mean and actually you know it worked for a little bit like the pick and pop with Dame a center that could pick and pop with Dame and Myers was 50 40 90 like 50 percent from the field 40 percent from three 90 percent from the free throw line one year with them yeah so like it that could be if they wanted to shake it up around Dame and say let's go a different route let's make the number two guy next to you a, a shooting big and all of that then it I I get it from that angle. I think from Dallas's angle, looking at it, if they entertain that, then what happens with Brunson? Because now you're paying CJ McCollum thirty million dollars a year to be, you know, the guy, which I think you would fit great next to Luca. Uh, but then, are you going to pay, you know, JB twenty to come off bench? Because I don't think you can play Brunson, CJ, and Luca together. I could be wrong, but um, I don't know how I feel about Brunson and CJ together as a starting unit. No, I don't think so. I don't think you can play both of them together. And I think some nights you have to make that, that choice, which one, which one you can play. Which and then one you have can. to ask yourself, does Brunson want to stay in Dallas? If he's going to come off the bench, whenever he knows he can be a starter elsewhere. If That's the team the, is better and they're going to win, it sounds like he does want to stay, but yeah, so we can't really speak for him. That that's, that's the thing I, I would, I would wonder if they entertain something like that, but I love CJ. I love, I love CJ's game. I don't think, um, the latest stretch by him defines like who he is. I think we've seen him at a at a higher level than what he's at right you now. You think these five games don't define his season? <laughs> um, he did have a collapsed lung this year, so uh, yeah. I, I said he's not super injury prone. He played eighty games three years in a row, then played seventy the two years when they did. You know, the, the season they didn't have as many games. He played forty seven games last year, and then thirty three so far this year. I mean, he's had some injuries the last two years, but. Uh, yeah. Before that, he was he was playing really well. Twenty points per game. Always, he can get to the basket. He's, you know, not necessarily the distributor that you know that you would maybe want in a secondary creator, but he can be. Uh, he can, but he can dish it out, and he can definitely he can shoot get buckets. Ball. He can get yeah. buckets. He's incredible in the mid range, which adds. Can you imagine Luca Brunson and CJ McCollum all like on? on oh gosh, like, shooting the mid range. The Mavs, the Mavs mid range would just be a big green like blob, just fighting for mid range shots. I speaking of get buckets. I get my last name. So we're supposed to come up with three names. I came up with three. Nick came out with like 13 here. So <laughs> I would never one, do two of them like counted that. as well. I did a two for one with the magic guys. I got somebody that I really dug deep into the league. I'm like, all right, I want to find somebody that no one's talking about trade rumors. No one's connected to the maps at all. It's like, all right, I could see some type of lane that would make sense a little bit. Malik Beasley in Minnesota. Mm. So, He's having kind of a down year. He's been off and on. I just read this this piece on him in the Star Tribune of, hey, the Wolves need the Malik Beasley who played versus the Suns and not against the Warriors. And it's like this whole piece about the kind of the Jekyll, Mr. Hyde of Beasley this season up and down. He's he's only averaging 12 points this season. Last season, he's averaged 19.6. Um, last year, he shot 40, 40% from threes, down to 34% this year. So he's not shooting the ball you know, the best this season. So he's just having this kind of like streaky down year. And then when you look at his contract, 
you know, he makes 14.4 this year. So obviously it doesn't fit into the exception. Then the 15.5 next year, which still isn't like, you know, super bad. And then he has the team, a team option after that. He's a guy that you, you get, if you could get him and then bring him off the bench, I think that he could be an offensive guy, younger guy, what Minnesota would want for him. I don't know. I mean, they obviously have cat and Ant and, you know, D'Angelo Russell and Jared Vanderbilt. Oh, that. So I I don't know what it would be. Multiple pieces from Dallas would be worth it. How does Dallas feel about him? He can just get buckets. I've seen him torch Dallas. I I think it was last year that he torched Dallas. And that's just been etched into my, my brain (laughs) of him just putting up buckets on him. And uh, I just think him in like the Tim Hardaway role off the bench uh, would actually work. Yeah, he had a 30-point game, 30 points, 9 boards, 6 assists in a, a, yeah. a Mavericks win, but uh, you know, crazy game for him. Anyway. That's an interesting anyway. name. The problem with any like any of these guys, unless you're sending Tim Hardaway Jr. out when he comes back, which he is probably going to come back at the end of the season or you know in the playoffs, um, like that, that you're just very redundant at that point. If you're building kind of, but but like you look at Minnesota and let's just say, like, I feel like some people's tried to get them like Miles Turner or another center out there to play alongside like cat. And it's like, you know, once again, like you said, Dallas has these contracts, depending on how bad they want to get him. Like Maxi makes eight Dwight Powell makes, you know, what, 10 or 11. Now you're just looking at, you know, throwing one of, you know, somebody and then another contract together and you're right around that 14 number. So for, for a 14 for like a 10 to 15 number you wouldn't necessarily have to have tim it's just once you get into that like 17 you know 16 and above you're pretty much just working with with tim's contract for the most part yeah it just depends but throw out that last name we were talking about before we hit record what was the last name the next guy the next guy burks oh alec burks i think alec burks would would fit great on this team um, just looking at his contract and stuff. I mean, who reported? I think it was Winhorse said that you know New York was looking at you know trying to clear up a rotation spot for Cam Reddish. They were looking around the league, at, you know, spots for Kemba, you know, Alec Burks, somebody like that. So I don't, I don't have his stats in front of me. I just know that if you put him into the Tim Hardaway role off the bench for Dallas, I think he could. I could I could be wrong on this, but I think he would fit into that you know, traded player exception Dallas has. He's just 30. He's averaging 11 points this season, 40% three-point shooter. So he's he making kinda... he's making $9.5 million this year. And uh, he's bounced around a little bit, but he, he found a little spot with the Knicks and he was with the, the Jazz for a long time uh, yeah. for the first, you know, eight seasons of his career. Yeah, so, I mean, he's a, he's a 6'6 wing, basically. So you just kind of like take the Tim Hardaway role and it's like, hey, you're not going to, you know, just jack it up like you know tim did but come in and kind of be that wing off the bench he would be like a better version of sterling brown i think he's more off the he's more creation off the dribble though than both tim and sterling i don't even know if i would call yeah. him a way i would call him a guard right like i would i would say that he's a yeah. a guy you put the ball in his hands he does a couple like he would he would be a big upgrade on burke in my um, trey burke in my opinion yeah burks he's the plural of, of trey burke like if you're burks. if you're three guys i've like we're just I'm we're kind of operating with some of these guys of hey they're not going to touch the starting unit for let's just say no. that. So when you look at the Reggie Maxi whoever it is coming off the bench like could he be one of those two to three guys coming off the bench in a playoff series? I think Alec Burks could. And he'd fit well in Dallas. I just real I was just my brain was just processing the fact like 
we talked about that CJ McCollum trade potential and that Brunson would be a roadblock for a CJ McCollum type trade is fascinating to me about what Brunson's season has meant. That he could that he could be a like I think last year we would have said, what about CJ McCollum, that trade? You know, like, oh yeah, heck yeah, do that deal, blah, blah, blah. You know, Brunson wouldn't factor into that at all. But the way he's played this year now all of a sudden makes that a question. I just find that fascinating. It shows his impact like once again how he's uh he's come on this year. And you I mean, it just shows you how things change so much in a year. You look at CJ's value too. Way like down. Now when you read this and you know, you read the right article and the right legit reporting, it's like teams across the league really just viewing that contract so bad to where like a year ago, a Porzingis for CJ thing, people would just laugh at it. I mean, like, okay, crazy, there's yeah. no no way. But it I mean, it could be something legit, you know, would somebody even consider it on that end? So that's the you know, Ben Simmons. I mean, was it a year ago? It's like, man, could they get CJ McCollum for Ben Simmons? No, I don't even think Philly would even entertain it, right? Like, yeah, it was wild. But that's, so, that's more of Philly's expectations of what they're going to get. <laughs> ben Simmons. Trend, hey, we but. got a Ben Simmons update. Ramona. Oh, did we? Did we get the one? Did we get the both sides are encouraged by the? <laughs> no, no, we didn't. We didn't get exactly what we wanted, but it was just. I was like, I. Once I saw Woj and them retweet, I'm like, whatever. I'm not reading this. <laughs> I'm out on all that. Until the Shams, Woj, Stein, whoever tweets, Ben Simmons has been traded. I'm out on all of Ben Simmons. Coverage. I will say this. I think they trade him. I, I think. Mean, that, I mean, eventually, but I don't think it's this. During I think it's deadline. before the deadline. The thing is, though, they're like, they're tied for number one in the East right now. It's wild. I think. Yeah, I think it's uh, we were going to. We're past our pod thing, but we were going to do like these superlative teams of like, hey, who's the most surprising, whatever. I think one of the more surprising things that'll happen before the deadline is now the reverse. I think Ben Simmons actually does get traded. I think Philly looks at it and says, we're so, so good. We're so close and we have been so good. And I think some people's so viewed beat it. Up. Yeah. And it's like, why not? Like, let's go. Let's go in. I still think they can get a really good deal for it. And I mean, yeah. I could be wrong. It's just like, do you really, really want to drag this on? Like, do you really and want to? The the weird thing is that waste one year of Joel Embiid's career. It's already going to be limited by injuries. I think, right? Like, He's you're not... going to get slammed if they get put out in the first round, maybe even the second round. And it's like Embiid putting up like 45 a game. I mean, they got put out like... last year with Ben Simmons. Yeah, and it's like no one is like really helping him. And then everybody's just going to be slamming you, and making fun of you, and be like, "Yeah, you could have had you know help." Oh, well. You could have had Harrison Barnes and Buddy Heald and all, <laughs> all that mess. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Okay, That's okay. See tonight in Dallas. Be safe if you're going to the game. Yes. Supposed to get some, you know, snow and ice and everything. So make sure uh, you you be safe out there. Plan accordingly. Going to grocery stores. I went to one tonight, and oh my gosh, I stopped at a Kroger near my house, and oh, I pulled in, soul. and there was no carts, and there were no parking spots, and I drove around for five minutes. I finally found a parking spot. I got out. I looked around and tried to find a cart. And I said, nope, 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 nope. And so I went to another Kroger where they had no carts. <laughs> and I went inside. I had to grab two baskets instead and walk around like an idiot with <laughs> looking like I was, <laughs> like I was carrying <laughs> something all the way back. Like, man, it was, uh, it was a mess. And all the water was almost gone. And I mean, there's just, it's crazy. For two days of 20 degree weather. And then we'll be back and good on Saturday. Yeah, and it'll be 60 again on Saturday. So there you go. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lock on Maps. Peace out. Boom! Boom.